Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's the sound guy, Joe. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> welcome to another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. And today we are talking about one of the greatest uh, body buddy cop films of all time. I, Question mark? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, one I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, right. Rush Hour. Yeah, we're finally talking about the Rush Hour series. And um, full disclaimer, if my voice sounds weird, I'm just getting over a cold. Um, I'm not sick now. It's just I got that scratch in my throat, and it's just hanging. It's hanging. So sorry in advance. So uh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour is a film series Starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, and I think I couldn't ask for a better duo. It's it's pretty. Funny. <laughs> it's it's both like awesome but funny at the same time, and it's not like all high stakes. It's just really well blended. And yeah, who wants who wants to start? Uh, the action comedy is peak. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the. the it's, this is our first uh, like Jackie Chan or like Hong Kong action esque. Oh, uh, is it movie that we've talked movie. about? Yeah. Oh my god, we we have talked about Jackie Chan before Bruce Lee. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean at the same time our age, you know, Bruce Lee wasn't really our time. That's true, but I love Enter the Dragon. Have Fair. you seen it? I have not. Dude, do yourself a favor. Watch Enter the Dragon. Dude, I feel like nobody owns the right to that because it's so old. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that old. Maybe 80s? I don't know. Joe, have you seen Enter the Dragon? I don't think so. No, dude. You got, yeah, do yourself a favor. If you're going to watch anything Bruce Lee, watch that. That's freaking But back awesome. to Jackie Chan. He Jackie w- Chan. He was the introduction for most Western audiences because he was learning English as That's his first true. movie was in production. This was his first English-speaking role. Yeah, which yeah. is impressive that you can be... He's just an impressive guy. Yeah. Honestly, he's done so much. And he's real funny, like in Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. Uh, if uh, people don't know, somehow Jackie does all of his stunts. He's that badass to be like, let's do this. I don't need a stuntman. I'm going to do everything. And he does for all of his films. Well, and I feel like insane. in his time, it wasn't even an option. It was just the the stunts. The, mm-hmm. Unless you were like a professional actor, you did your own stunt. And he was a he was a stunt double before he was an actor. Oh, really? So yeah, yeah. Ah, cool. That makes more sense. Um, and then just the way you're talking about with how funny the movie is with this action comedy s thing, Jackie's not only funny in these little like in his personality in this movie being this very reserved, but then like puts in a line like you'll mm. only say like one or two things a scene, and you're like, "Hot, that's funny." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also the way because he, I imagine he had a lot of input in the action scenes of this film, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are or these films, and a lot of them are great. Like the second movie with the uh, spa scene. Oh like, yeah, that one is gold. There's yeah. just, like. The ta- they're using the towels, but they also like they have to block off their nudity while also fighting <laughs> each other. Like it's it's gold. Yeah, he. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jackie brought in his uh, stunt crew from uh, China to do these films, and and he definitely uh, uh, choreographed with the main stunt person or the stunt choreographer. Yeah, that's all him. It's all him, bro. He he's insane. It's it's amazing how like consistently good. He can make these things like he just has an eye for it. Yeah. Um. I think I think that's the big thing is like 
you I think you're in it so much doing the like Hong Kong style action ones that eventually it just kind of clicks like every Hong Kong director mm. Hong Kong action director they like it, it starts to feel like formula because how good every single one is right. you're like you know what's coming but at the same time you don't if it ain't broke they, don't fix it and they they don't fix it but also like it don't need fixing cuz yeah. like it, it's enough to where you know what to expect but at the same time, they'll still break your expectations. Like, uh, I don't know, the whole towel scene is the one I always go to. <laughs> because, like, every time you're expecting it to just, like, okay, the funny bits are over. It's time for just a regular action scene. They do another, like, goofy thing or mm. whatever the case is. Every fight is more than just a fight. It's also, like, either, like, there's a comedy aspect to it or there's, like, this wild, like, oh, my gosh, move that happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember the scene where uh, Jackie was going to see Counselor Han but he had to like fight all these FBI dudes and like he had he had the, the steering wheel handcuffed yes. to him right and like uh, at the end he like picked up a gun that was on the floor that was holstered and he freaking soccer kicked it up to his hands took it out of the holster and put it through the steering wheel to face the guy that's that was awesome like I wouldn't see that in a standard Americanized film anywhere else. Like, like if Tom Cruise were to do an action film, I'm not going to see that same type of choreography or stunts. No, you know, that's that's Jackie. You know, and and it's a great contrast to Jackie too. The serious, um, you know, type of persona is Chris Tucker's um, Agent Carter. And Chris Tucker, um, have you guys seen Money Talks? Uh, I don't I remember have. which you one. You have? Is. Okay. I, mean, I have not. Oh, you haven't? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that was his first big film, uh, I think. And, man, is he funny. He He's funny in these films. He's just a great comedian. That's how he started. And he really brings that with uh, his, his improv and, and his quick talk, quick wits and sarcasm in this film. It's just a great contrast between the two characters. Oh, yeah. So fast, his, his his jokes are like a machine gun, <laughs> and you're not gonna get them all on your first watch. It's like everything's a joke too. Like yeah. he 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 is a prime example of just comic relief mm-hmm. because it's not like he's trying to be anything more than comic relief, but he's also not like without depth. Yeah, that's true. He has his serious moments, but he never lets up on. Whenever there's a joke, whenever something's set up, he always knocks it down. Yeah, every <laughs> single time. Oh man. Uh, do we want to talk about our favorite scenes? Or how about this? How about this? Let's just go by movie. What's our favorite movies? I think the first one keeps all of its charm. I liked the second one. For some reason, when I first watched it, the second one as a kid, I didn't like it. But mm. upon rewatching it on Netflix, which it's no longer on Netflix, it was it's so good. Mm-hmm. They're all really good. Um, I'm having a hard time remembering three again. Uh, France, the Paris. Oh, they stuff. were in France. I, I I will go ahead and preface. I will not talk about three. <laughs> you are. Nope. <laughs> we just don't. I, it's I not don't. that bad. Nope. It's not that bad. <laughs> we don't talk about. It three. ain't great. It ain't great. But like, it's not bad. Listen, we just don't talk about three. Oh. All right. It's like Bruno. And <laughs> <laughs> me and my family, we don't talk about three. <laughs> you know what? It's done. No. I, I want to know. <laughs> like, how? Why? What ha- what did it do to you? Unspeakable atrocities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it when uh the uh, Genevieve, Genevieve, Genevieve? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was a man. <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot in that movie that like, for me to talk about would like uh, <laughs> and I, I don't like talking about. 
So oh, okay, I don't talk about the three. best part of that movie was like their their Uber driver who became an action hero. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> no, I think the best part was um, when they were uh, talking to that blind Asian dude, the blind uh, master sensei. Who are you? Yeah, that whole bit. <laughs> the the you. Who are you? I am me. Or whatever, you know, it's that whole bit. I freaking loved it. That's probably the best scene in the entire film. Yeah, there's some for, good... For three. There's some good singular takeaways. That's fair. And also at the same time, though, like, I don't know. It's not... It, it's Three is the one that has aged the worst, I think, of all of them. Definitely. Mm. There, there's a thing with all these movies where they don't entirely... Like, not all the jokes age well, and you just kind of have oh. to accept it as a product of its time. Three is the one that I think they leaned a little too much into it. But I'll leave it at that. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, race jokes in in these films, but like, you know, that's that's what's gonna be. If yeah. you have Chris Tucker, who who is African American, jumping into a movie with a Chinese um, actor, and the, the, its cultures collide. You yeah, know? yeah, it's not it's not entirely bad, and definitely I know. Like I'm not, I don't hate it because I know people who are like this. Mm. Like my dad, if he were to be in a buddy cop with uh, <laughs> uh, with Jackie Chan, I imagine he would say a few of the similar yeah. things to what Chris Tucker says. But my dad also grew up with people like Chris Tucker, mm. uh, like those kind of action films that were his introduction to English in the first place. So uh, it's definitely it's, Rush Hour is very much a product of its time, maybe right. even a little earlier than its time. <laughs> but but it's still but like it's not that's not what carries the movies and there's definitely a lot of like not every joke is bad that's there's true. definitely a few points where I was watching and I was like eh, I mean maybe not that <laughs> <laughs> too much too soon um, I I like one a lot but because that's baseline you know one is good but two is great two is great I mean I did like no that was in three Two is the casino scene. Two is the casino the scene. Casino I'm, scenes. I'm thinking of the um, the sword fight in the Eiffel Tower. I like that fight mm. with um, Jackie and his brother. Not real brother, but in, in character plot brother. brother. Yeah, plot brother. That was a good. I, I liked it. Actually, you know why I liked it? Because before the fight even happened, uh, Chris Tucker was like, "Are you sure you got this, Jackie?" And he's like, "Yes, I'm sure. Go save Soo Young or whatever." And he's like. No, I ain't leaving you with with um, your brother and the temptations over here. And it was just like a group of Chinese men, you know, dressed nice in nice suits. And I just love that bit. I was just like, oh, I understand that bit now. I didn't when I was a kid. Um, but I think I think I I love one a lot. I, my favorite scenes just gotta be the stakeout. You know, just them listening to war and eating um, camel's hump and and. The eel and stuff. I, I ain't no palm bitch. That's that's too good. That's that's like that is what the movie is to me. Like when I think rush hour, I think of that moment, that scene, and that's the entire film for me. I don't know. Uh, uh, for me, it's always been the action bits. Yeah, I think, I think there's a like nice juggle of like comedy and action in each, each one, mm-hmm. but also like they don't skimp out on the action for the sake of comedy like it's True. it's all fully there and like one of my favorite stunts they do is in the or my favorite movie is the second one mm-hmm. which features one of my favorite stunts of all time because they do it's when they like jump out of the building and it explodes and then they're on the zip wire <laughs> and then yeah. the zip wire goes like what and then it goes like what and then there's the Oops. truck thing and it's just 
It is like every time you think it's over and it's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a ja- great Jackie runs across the side of the truck oh, while so cool. <laughs> Chris is like, ah! oh! <laughs> like hitting the side of it. it it's be- beautiful. Like, but it also is like so, it's one of the biggest stunts I've seen. Yeah. Because it's like uh, just a giant wire or like wire trick that. It's, it's off of like an actual super high height, yeah. which is what you want to see out of a Jackie Chan movie. And a great line said by Chris Tucker um, at the end of that climactic scene, just calling um, that girl crazy ass and jumps out the window of the explosion. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. But yeah, that, that truck thing I really like because it's still, even at the end of the movie, it's still showing how different these the two, two are, are in the same situation. And, and I love it. And every action scene is that. Every yeah, scene, you're Chris, right. Chris Tucker fights like you would expect Chris Tucker to fight. He's throwing swings and he gets hit. And then it's just <laughs> like like wide heart swings and uh, dumb shenanigans that somehow win him the fight half mm-hmm. the time. And then Jackie Chan's just actually baller, yeah. uh, <laughs> taking out a bunch of dudes while you being so creative with the terrain around him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, that same scene with the with the explosion right beforehand, he literally uses a chair to like, <laughs> yeah. like he's like stuck on a chair fighting dudes and he's like, like trying to climb up out of the chair, but then he's back on the chair and then he like rolls around the chair and then he uses the chair. Mm-hmm. It, like it's just this thing Jackie does where it's just a prop becomes his weapon. Yeah. I, I do see the growth in Chris Tucker when it comes to fighting. Like, Throughout the films, uh, he slowly gets better at it. You know, like like in, in one, he's just clumsy, exactly like how you said. But I, I can see in three, he since he's studying up on a lot of uh, Chinese culture and stuff like that, not only the food, the language, but he, he knows of some moves, you know, towards the end and stuff, you know, so good for him. Uh, yeah, Joe? Well... What we've been doing here is we're talking about how fun these movies are. If yeah. only, if only we could be in one. <laughs> I'd love to. Unfortunately, be or I guess fortunately, you guys can be. Yeah. This is the triumphant return of Delta Quest, boys. Ooh. So uh, bear with me. This is my first time doing this. So let's just jump right into it. Okay. Detective Jared is a loose cannon. He's good at his job. He always gets his perp, but sometimes he bends the rules to get get him. Tonight is no special. Jared's undercover to confront a small arms dealer, Joe. Joe is a low-life thug. (laughs) Nothing important about Joe, but he's dangerous. Once Jared gets to Joe's car, he opens up his trunk. What does he see inside? Mega Man's... No, Mega Man's blaster, the keys to a Voltron, and an Omnitrix. These (laughs) weapons do not belong in the same... In the hands of a low-life criminal. Jared, how do you respond to seeing these weapons in a trunk of a sedan? (laughs) <laughs> not a key of soul um how do i respond i'm like oh my god what are these doing here these shouldn't even be existing sorry if i'm too loud <laughs> um yeah that's my reaction all right you did not play it cool so joe did is on to cool. you so he, he's on to you he pulls out his gun but you're a master detective you're faster you shoot him dead immediately the crime is over okay but uh, you don't have any answer to these questions. Where did he get these guns? What was he up to? Yeah. You search his pockets and you find just one piece of paper that has an address. 167 Candy Corn Lane. Cut to the next day. Okay. Uh, your boss, Tatum, is <laughs> upset with you. Joe is dead and therefore you lost all of the leaves. She's the chief. 
chief? Yeah, she's the chief. She's the commander in chief? Okay. She's the chief, and she's upset. She put you on a babysitting duty. Great. Because a diplomat's son has been kidnapped. Oh, The no. diplomat to Brazil, his son has been kidnapped. And <laughs> the Brazil, like the Brazilian secret agent is Patrick. You just have to make sure he doesn't get into trouble okay. while uh, the FBI does their thing. Because FBI, obviously, they have this handled. This is G14 classified? Yeah. What kind of bullshit assignment is this? Yeah. So we switch to you, Patrick. Your point of view is the diplomat's son has been kidnapped. You want to go on this case immediately, but all of these Americans, they're just getting in your way. <laughs> this, this all culminates in you meeting Jared, who is loud, obnoxious, and, and he's he seems very full of himself. Jared, start conversation as if you've never met Patrick before in your life. Do you speak any English? Uh, follow Pokey. Damn it, you spoil it. That was my question. <laughs> what, what would you do? Would you remain silent? Because he doesn't know you speak English yet. Would you choose to remain silent or uh, have him know that you understand him? Uh, I would play the Portuguese bit for a bit. I've done it before. Okay. It's, it's not entirely out of character for me. <laughs> no. English. English. Do you speak any? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Listen, uh, listen, man. Put your bag in the car. We're leaving. I'm going to show you around town first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jared shows you around town. <laughs> you actually you, you get some American food. It's not bad. You hear some of his very jokes. Fatty. Very, very <laughs> fatty. Uh, they're not bad. You, you sometimes you you bond with him a little bit, all while keeping it uh, so that you don't know that he can speak English, right? Okay, of course. So in the penul penultimate like tour around town, Jared chooses to take you to a arcade. Cool. And oh, I love arcades. Jared, about this arcade, you yeah. notice, um, you just notice you go here all the time, but you just notice that the address is 167 Candy Corn Lane. Oh my. How about that? So you guys walk into the arcane, arcade, rather. Arcane. You walk into arcade. <laughs> um, Jared, you see a booth that says Street Fighter X TMNT, oh the ultimate God. fighting game. And Patrick, you see Blade Runner 2048, uh, <laughs> Date Night with Joy, a VR experience. Oh, what? <laughs> Do you stay focused on the case, or are you lost in the sauce of gaming? I'm lost in the sauce, baby. I got a I got a child to save. Uh, I I might come back here later. <laughs> Actually, I will come back here later. However, I got a child to save. As uh, Patrick is finding clues to the case of a missing child, Jared's gaming his ass off. He's yeah. getting a, he's getting like rings under his eyes. He's growing a, a five o'clock shadow instantly. <laughs> it's like the Percy Jackson arcade mm -hmm. thing where you just like kids get stuck there forever because they're just like I love playing video games. You spend all night at the arcade. Patrick has been gaining clues, and he finds out that this arcade is making way too much money, like $100 bills in games that require only quarters. Mm. How strange. And all of the staff seems to be in men in suits, all bringing the money to the back room. Interesting. Um, how do you respond to this? Do you get him, or do you try to investigate by your lonesome? Nah, he's gaming. You can't interrupt him at <laughs> gaming. Thank you. I look over at the machine and I see him just absolutely like slamming the buttons. <laughs> he, he's going like two perfects in a row, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't stop that. And so I go on my own. 
I, I trail one of the suited men. Okay, you trail one of the suited men, and you find the big boss, Patience. Patience is a very <laughs> muscular, eight-foot-tall person in a suit. Um, you try your best, but you don't stand a, a chance in fighting her. Uh, Jared hears this. Here's uh, Patrick getting his ass. Not even with my elite Brazilian jujitsu. You, you put up a good fight, but not on your own. You can't. You can't beat Patience. He's too damn good. Jared, you overhear this. How do you respond? Do you help him? I'll be like. Okay, so I'm playing, right, and I'm, I'm hearing all this commotion, and I'm like, What the hell is that? Mother... Patrick, I told you to go play your video game! God damn it, and I lose, I, I lose to freaking Leonardo because I was playing Ken for some reason. So I rush over to, uh, to see him lying on the floor or whatever, and, and <laughs> I look up at Patience, and I'm like, You owe me... Twenty-four dollars and quarters, mother, and I just short you can. Patience. Uh, she is much stronger than you. Okay. But uh, you do land a good sure you can. You know, you land a good blow. Her nose is bleeding. She's a little upset, but she gets a like a pager. I don't know. This is the nineties, <laughs> right? It's a pager. <laughs> uh, she gets something, and then she sees it and immediately retreats. Mm. Do you follow? No, I check if he's okay. If he needs a revive. Aw, that's so nice of you. But you actually do follow. Oh. Or no. I, how about this? <laughs> <laughs> how about this? Patrick, in your initial ass beating, uh, you put a tracker in her suit pocket. Because suits have a lot of pockets. Uh, I do love my trackers. So, you eventually, you recuperate, you right? You're ready to fight. You find the tracker, and it's at the top of a tall building. Because that's where all of these movies have their climax. Right. You get up to there, on the top level. You see the diplomat's son, tied up. You know, you're ready to save him. But wait a minute. You turn around, and behind you is Tatum. <gasps> but she has an evil mustache. Uh-huh. So, like, <laughs> you know, you can tell she's the bad guy. <laughs> right? And she's like, you boys have foiled my plan. I want to destroy all of gaming, and the diplomat's son has the only password that I need. <laughs> it's a password. Password to the server not of the, all gaming. Not the gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once the sun gives up the password, then gaming is done. Uh -huh. Gaming is over. Once gaming is done, then she will kill all of you, including the diplomat's son. Oh, no. Wait, why does she want to get rid of gaming, though? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then... And There's then, no tragic backstory? Nah. nah. She just wants to do it. She's corrupt. <laughs> it's funny. She's rich now. You know, she's been in on it this whole time. Um, Getting now. big money from big board game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, here's where you guys have to get creative. Okay. Uh, like Patience, she is also massive and strong and, and um, basically Machamp. As, as she is, yes, mm -hmm. in real life. Uh, how do you get past her? Uh, okay. Come up with a game plan to defeat her. All right. What if I go in and I start, so in Capoeira, the idea is that it's dance fighting, right? Mm -hmm. So I go in, but instead of dance fighting, I'm just dancing. Okay, uh, DDR, straight yeah, up. Yeah, straight up DDR, uh, except I'm like swinging my legs up in the air and pressing the buttons <laughs> with my hands, uh, all to create a distraction okay. so that you can go around and deal with Tatum. Okay. Uh, wait, which one are you distracting? Patience or Tatum? Patience. Okay, you're distracting Patience. I got to deal with Tatum? God damn it. Um, okay, you're distracting a DDR, Disco. Okay, cool. So I channel my inner Michelangelo, and I... Um, top spin shell shock 
uh, Tatum with flying kicks and uh, pull out nunchucks from somewhere and start swinging them. I'm probably going to hit myself. And I, if we had like a dice, I'd roll for, for accuracy or whatever the hell and see where that goes. All right, you two are successful. Oh, <laughs> cool. Only yeah. by the skin of your teeth. While they have you outclassed <clears throat> in all terms of physicality, they are not in sync. They do not trust nor communicate with each other. Yeah. So what they do is like the comic thing of like, okay, I go right, you go left. And then they both bump into each other going left. Yeah. And they're like, no, I go right, you go left. No, you go left. And then you guys beat them by doing that. Cool. You free the diplomat's son. Uh, you guys are hailed as heroes. Gaming is saved. Yeah. Um... You know, how, how do you celebrate? How do you celebrate? All this stuff happened. Uh, I say we go to get some Brazilian food. Okay. He- head to, uh, shout out to the local Brazilian place, Chucos. We go to Chucos. Cool. Get some pastels. Oh, okay. Uh, some, che- some like, little bread things with cheese inside. Love maybe, it. Maybe some meat inside oh if my you're God. feeling fancy. Uh, we just chow down watching some, uh, watching some soccer. Some greasy-ass shit. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, I gotta get the greasiest Brazilian thing so my American friend can gotcha. have a good time. It's all—it's not bad, but get some hot sauce, but it ain't bad. Love it. And then the stream of soccer is interrupted by Patrick's brother. Patrick's brother is now evil, <laughs> and he will be in Delta Quest 2. Not Felipe! Wow. And then the credits roll. No! Oh, man. You guys I- did it. The whole point of the final fight is no matter what you did, you'd win. Uh-huh. Because that's how the movie was. Right, <laughs> it yeah. was just so ridiculous. Because it's parodic. It's not yeah. supposed to be serious. Yeah. And the back, the good guys always win. Pick any option, and it's the correct option. Yeah. Those the Tatum patients are not going to be in Rush Hour Three. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, like, that was great. Also, as like one of the fail options, I would have either of you get a call from your girlfriend saying, "I'm leaving you for Scott the Waz." Wow. Because I thought that'd be funny. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily you guys didn't do that. You didn't fail. You won. Yes, yeah, we did. One I rush still hour. have my girlfriend. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, more important is that Scott the Waz is single. Right. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Back to rush hour. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely dealing the pain of Scott the Waz right now. <laughs> we have no... Do you have any reason for this? Scott the Waz is funny. <laughs> okay. That's, I think that's, in any context, that's why. That's Scott the, the Waz will always be funny, no that's matter the what reason. the context is. Good, good enough. <laughs> uh, what else do we want to say about Rush Hour? I mean, it's a great film. It's a great comedy duo. Uh, Chris Tucker just freaking nails the comedic bits and and Jackie Chan just really drives the plot forward because really without Jackie it's just uh, Chris Tucker running around LA being a fast talking smart mouthed cop yeah, it's one, it's one of those buddy cops where like it's it's the whole break it they break the rules but they get the job done but we've seen it all before but not in this funny way or with this action packed style yeah so it's it's a lot of the same hollywood formulas for for this type of film this genre of film the plot is the same the plot is the same uh, regardless the plot doesn't matter look okay a lot of the elements in these movies don't matter in terms of what makes it a movie it's really or at least i'm speaking for myself i watch it to see jackie chan and chris tucker do their thing. Do their thing. Be together. Have their moments. Butt heads. Make jokes. Do funny. Say funny things. And also just see Jackie Chan kick ass. 
Oh, yeah. That's the main reason why I watch it. That's the main reason why anybody should watch it. Uh, because you're going to love this film. I mean, if you don't love this film, these films, even even three, I like three. Then there's something wrong with you if you don't like them. <laughs> there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, like how can you not like these films? It's just it's great, you know. It's not it's not a masterpiece, not cinematic masterpiece or whatever. I'm not gonna say that, but it's fun throughout, and that and I think that's all that matters. Oh, you know that your 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 favorite websites got created because of Rush Hour. What do you mean, Rotten Tomatoes? Is because of Rush Hour? Mm-hmm. Huh. The um, creator of Rotten Tomatoes uh, was, or is a Jackie Chan fam, fan, got Jackie Chan fan, and he was like, you know what, I'm so excited for this film, and this is going to be like Jackie's first American English-speaking role and stuff, so I'm going to create a website to like share this stuff and share like reviews and stuff, and mm, Rotten Tomatoes was made. Huh. Yeah. How about that? So a lot of people's like, Go Main, to review site. Yeah. Got created thanks to Rush Hour, so therefore is worth a watch. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure it's rated fresh. Uh, I, I would imagine. Imagine yeah. the first rating being beat. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing there like, what Spoiled. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love the Rush Hour movies. I think if you're looking for a Jackie Chan slash Hong Kong action flick that is more introductory more where you can like it's in English yeah. um, you, you you don't need like a dub or a sub and it's just like uh, approachable the humor is very American mm-hmm. uh, I would recommend um, I will say however as you go into it uh, these jokes were made in a time where uh, it's like the uh, I think people weren't as conscious of the things you can can't say about people uh, to be rude yeah. or not. So just keep that in mind. It is a project of his time, and if you don't like those aspects of it, that's perfectly understandable. You don't have to watch this movie. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, if you approach it in that sort of sense of this is a bubble, same way you might watch a Walt Disney movie that oh has racist undertones, yeah. um, you you will still end up enjoying it. Yeah. Anybody watch the series, the Rush Hour series, the, the show? There's a show? There's an ABC show that only ran for one season. And it's different actors, but same characters. <laughs> it, it surprisingly did well in ratings, but like, you know. It's a bold I know. option to take. I know. It was weird. I, I didn't watch it. I don't want to watch it. I don't care about it. I'd imagine a TV show budget, too. There's no way they're getting the same level of action. No, they're not. And <laughs> just Jackie and, Chan's team isn't there. Yeah, it's not Jackie Chan. It's not Chris Tucker. So why the hell are you going to watch it? See, don't if something's called a rush hour and it doesn't have these two people, don't it's watch it. Hour. It's not rush hour. It's just some other movie with these same elements. And is, also, that, is that fourth yeah. movie legit? I was just about to say, I yeah. Think so. I think rush so. hour four is a thing. It's coming for some reason. Uh, is it needed? I think it is. In a time like you this, think? I think in the time where movies look bleak and oh. too serious, I think Rush Hours will, will save us. To bring some levity? Yeah. In okay. a time yeah. where every other movie is a sequel, we definitely need another sequel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like that. I guess I, I guess it is a, crash, a cash grab. However, I think movies need to stop taking themselves so seriously. That's fair. I think a return to the classic comedies... Would, would be much appreciated and be very refreshing. Mm-hmm. That's my point. It is a sequelized thing, and it's probably going straight to Paramount Plus because they're all out of money and they're willing to go to everywhere. But I don't know if this like is too far into like po- politics or whatever, but since there's a lot of racial 
jokes and stuff. I wonder if they're going to censor any of I that? Think, I don't know if censoring. I think toning it back would be more appropriate. Okay, that's what I meant. Yeah, I, I, would, I would love if they... Because you can like you can make jokes with uh, about race without being racist. I see. And so I'm hoping that's the approach that they take. Mm-hmm. Uh, or without saying racist things. Uh, I don't think Rush Hour was ever like blatantly racist. No, I, I think it said racist things. I, I don't think it's a mean. racist movie. I think it said racist things oh, in certain okay. aspects. Because you, you don't have to uh, – it's a quote I heard from somebody that I've been carrying. You, you don't have to be a racist to say racist things. You don't have okay. to be a racist movie to say racist things. It's just at the time you're unaware of how a certain phrase or saying a certain thing might affect a certain people. Mm-hmm. But as time goes by, internet culture, we've become more aware of each other. Right. And so hopefully they, they take that approach where they kind of tone it down. Or if they are to do a joke, it's a joke that's f- funny but not at the cost of making fun of a culture or race. Right. So I hope it turns. I hope it's good. I hope it's you know solid. That's <laughs> I'm asking for bare minimum. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? It's fun, you know. It's fun. Highly recommend. I recommend anyone watch it. Yeah. At any point, and if they don't like it, that's that's fine, you know. It's right. a product of its time. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzadazzle. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzadazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore show. Be sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app from 12 to 1 where you can hear us live. And we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah! What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah! What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again, y'all. Good guy. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Listen to me. Oh!